Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. So let's go to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17. And I'm going to read verse 32 and then read verses 41 through 47. As I said earlier, just read the entire chapter because it, it gives a full context of, of this particular instance of Scripture. It's not the full con whole context, but of this particular instance. In verse 32, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Then at verse 41, uh, it reads, Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield, speaking of Goliath, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked over, he looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome. Did you, young people, did you all hear that? I know there's not a lot of you in here, but he was only a boy, all right? He wasn't 30, 40, 50 years old. He was only a boy, ruddy and handsome. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> and he, he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods, by the Philistines' gods. Come here, he said, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Today, I will give the caucuses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel, and those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Hallelujah. I want to talk about dealing with the Goliaths that you face in life. Dealing with the Goliaths that you face in life. So, Father, thank you for this opportunity to preach your word. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit to God that I may communicate to your people what you've communicated to me. Father, I pray that through your anointing, yokes will be destroyed and burdens removed, that I will be effective in preaching the gospel today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this preaching moment. Thank you for your anointing that destroys yokes and that move, removes burdens. Thank you for, for what you will do this day. Because your word, when it goes forth, does not return to you void. 
It accomplishes all that you desire. And you prosper your word in the things that you send your word to. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dealing with the Goliaths you face in life. Amen. So today we're led to another passage of Scripture that is intended. Oh, before I go on, every time I say the word help or, or some form of help, I want you to mark, note it. All right? All right? All right. This wasn't intentional. As I was preparing, this what the Lord said. All right? Today we're led to another passage of Scripture that is intended to help us see the value of, of a personal experiential relationship with the Almighty God in our lives and to help us see our need for his help as we live this life. Amen. Not just a head knowledge of God, not just what you know from reading the Bible, but from your own experience. God wants you to experience him. He wants you to know him through your experience with him. Now, as I've stated many times, many people have mistakenly placed their focus or put their focus on the church, the body of Christ, the people of God, and, and not on the God of the church, not on the God of the body of Christ. They've, they've not put their focus uh, on the God of the people of God. So, so consequently... You know, you, 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 when you do that, you inevitably become disillusioned. Uh, you become disappointed. You become hurt and any other negative thing that the enemy of our souls, Satan, that, that he can use to drive you away from the God who can and will help you in the processes of life. You know, you look at people, people are imperfect. Amen? Amen. Although we are saved... We're not perfect people. Amen? We're not. And we, we have to do a better job at communicating that. You know, sometimes you learn that when you, when you get older, then you begin to understand what some of the older people in the church would be talking about when they would talk about saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, got a burning desire to, to, to go on and see what the end was going to be. And you need that burning desire because if you don't have a burning desire, you're not going to go on. With the trials and the warfare of life, you need that, burn, but still doesn't mean you're perfect. And it doesn't mean you're perfect. In fact, we're saved because we're imperfect people. If, if imperfect people are going to see God one day and hear him say, well done, we have to be saved. Amen. Salvation doesn't mean that you're free from sin. Salvation does not mean that you're superhuman. Amen. It does not mean that we're free from trials, troubles, tribulations. It does not mean that. Saved people experience all of these negative and ungodly, sometimes ungodly things in our lives. Saved people sin. Tell the truth and shame the devil. There's no sister, you sitting up here acting like you didn't think about something you had no minutes thinking about last night or this morning. Or, <laughs> or say something you had no business saying. I treated someone in a manner that you should not have treated that person. Amen. Amen. Say people do sin. Of course, the scripture says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. It's not our desire to keep on sinning, but the reality of it is we are imperfect people. We're imperfect 
people. We are the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. That's the only righteousness that we have. All of our righteousness that we might claim, the Bible says, is as filthy rags before God. Amen? So, so in the processes of life, we need, as we trust him, we need to trust God for his help in the process of living holy, in the process of, of, of resisting sin, in the process of resisting temptation. We need the Lord's help. Amen? Amen. Amen. So it's our desire to live like him, uh, live like he wants us to live, to turn away from sin and to trust him to help us in this process. We have a helper. Can somebody say, I have a helper? Our sin nature never goes away. It just gets weaker and weaker as our spirit man, the spirit woman, grows stronger and stronger in the Lord. And if we sin, you all didn't say amen when I said our natural man. Did I say our natural man? Did I? Oh, that's why you all didn't say amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Our sin nature, did I say that? Okay, our sin nature never goes away. It doesn't. We just yield to Holy Spirit, and our spirit man, our spirit woman, grows stronger and stronger and stronger. Amen. But the Bible still says to believers, if we sin. Now, if the Bible says if we sin, that means there is the possibility. Amen. Amen. If we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the perpetuation for our sins and not for ours only, amen, uh, but also for the whole world. So we must acknowledge this for our own help and our own hope as we, uh, and, and we must grace others as we've been graced. You know, some people treat other people like they don't sin. This person did the worst thing in the world and I'm going to hate them for the rest of my life. When you're forgetting about yourself. You're forgetting what you've done. Do you want people to hate you for the rest of your life? I remember, I remember way back in my college days and when we started the church at USC, I preached a sermon, Nick, it was right before we got out of school uh, for Christmas, for our Christmas break. And I talked about uh, something, there's a song that was written about loving the one. Uh, and not loving the one you missed, but about loving the one who did you wrong. Something to that effect. <laughs> Thank y'all for your help this morning, but not that one. But anyway, anyway, so that was one of my very good friends at that time. Uh, she came to me after, after the service and she said, she, said, she said, Alfred, I understood. I heard what you said. And she had been hurt by her father. And I think he was absent in their lives or whatever. She said, it's hard for me to love him because of what he did to us. And, you know, being a young man and, and a lot of zeal, and what I said was true, but I probably could have said it better. 
my son told me the other day something I said. He said, Dad, don't say it like that. <laughs> but, but, but I'm glad to see him in worship this morning. Glad to have him back in South Carolina for a few days. Amen. I said to her, I said, I hear what you're saying, but you've got to love him anyway. And that's a tough thing to do in the flesh. When people have hurt you, when people have done you wrong, when people have misused you, it's difficult to love them. But you got to help her. You got to love them anyway. Because you're going to do wrong. You'll hope that you won't hurt somebody the way they hurt you, but you're going to hurt somebody as you go through life. All these young people, they get in relationships and they just fall all in love. They throw away the cookies and the cream. <laughs> and after a while, that boy has gone to love somebody else and now they're hurt. Now they're despondent. Or it could be, you know, that could be the other way. It could be the girl who breaks up with the guy. And they, now they're hurt. They don't know what to do and they don't want to love anybody else. Hurt comes in life. You, it's going to come to you or you may give it. But you got to love people anyway. Amen. Amen. Because this is the command, especially as Christians. This is the command that the Lord has given us. And we don't have the command without help. Amen. We have the command to love and we have the command and we have the promise for help. So let's stop being so judgmental and condemning people and sending people to hell. Let's start gracing people. Amen. Amen. Let's start gracing people and loving people anyway. So, so we have help in this life. We have help. And we must learn to utilize him because we face giants in our lives. Listen, and, and that's another reason that you can get so caught up on having bitterness in your heart and hatred toward another person because when trouble comes your way, that bitterness in your heart, that hatred that you have for someone else will block you getting the help that you need in your life. So what do we pray? Father, forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah, we got to remember that. Yeah. yeah. You, don't want, you don't want anything blocking the help that you need in life. So we have to learn to utilize him because we face giants. We face giants in this life. Giants that are formidable as we go through this life. We will never be able to, nor were we ever intended to face these giants in our own strength. We were never. It was never God's intention. And we see this over and over and over in scriptures. And we see in scripture that we have a helper. We have a helper. Now, now let's go into this scripture for today. Goliath, this was a giant. He was a real giant. Okay. The Bible says he was of the sons of Anak. They resided in a place called Gath during Joshua's time. Uh, and, 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 and they were a race of giants. They were a whole people, a giant people. Uh, Goliath may have been one of the largest of them. He, the Bible says he was six cubits 
and a span tall. Now, that doesn't register anywhere with us. So Goliath, Goliath was 11 feet, 4 inches tall. I am 5 feet, 10 and a half. So Goliath was 6 feet, 4 inches taller than me. I can't imagine it. Twice my height plus four inches. Okay? Uh, not only that about Goliath, Goliath wore an armor, a helmet of brass on his head. He didn't just wear a baseball cap. A helmet of brass on his head. He had what the King James called a coat of mail, an armor that was, that was made like fish scales. All right, uh, that that weighed that he wore that weighed one hundred twenty-five pounds. Anybody in here weigh one hundred twenty-five pounds? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's. that's 125 pounds, that's almost a person. You know, when you, when you weigh yourself, you know, you get up in the morning, you weigh yourself, you know, I take a shower, whatever. You, you're one weight, but you put your clothes on, and you're another weight, but there's not 125 pounds. It's maybe 5 pounds, 10 pounds. You go to the doctor, you're 10 pounds heavier because you have your shoes and your clothes on. 125-pound coat of armor that he wore, <laughs> And, 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 and his weapon, the, the Bible says it was the size of a weaver's beam. And, and, and I've read that many, many, many years. And so finally, last night, I just looked it up to see what a weaver's beam was. And that's, uh, we don't weave clothes anymore, fabric anymore. But when you go to Africa, you see people weaving their own fabric. And it's the, it's the beam that goes across the top of the, the weaving thing. And, and it has to be strong enough because the cloth to keep it straight is weighed down at the ends, on the ends with weights. So it has to be strong enough to hold that up. Uh, and the, 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 the spearhead weighed 15 pounds. This was a strong, tall man. Okay? And this man was the Philistines' champion. Among all of their soldiers, the Bible says he was their champion. We meet him in this passage of scripture where the Philistines and the Israelites are at war. Okay, uh, Goliath has defied them. He has challenged them. Send me out a man to fight against me. If he wins, then we will serve the Philistines and we will serve the Israelites. If the Israelites win, we will serve them. But the Israelite army, when they saw this man and they heard his voice and they knew all of this about him, I imagine because it's written in scripture, they were fearful. Saul and the entire army ran away. Now last Sunday I mentioned that many times in the scriptures, there are types and shadows. So Goliath represents the difficult challenges in our lives. Difficult challenges. Now, remember that what's difficult for me may not be difficult for you. So let's not put everybody in the same boat. Okay? Sometimes we forget that. I don't see how a person, I don't see how she could have done that. 
Well, you're looking from your perspective. You're not looking out of her eyes or his eyes. You're not walking in his shoes or her shoes. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what things. I was talking with someone the other day and just had to remind them. And, and this person was talking about, talking about a, a, a man, and sometimes men, we don't want to hear this. But I said to her, because of, of what she said, I said, men don't process hurt the same way that women do. We will internalize things and we will back away. Women will talk about things and they will talk about it and they will talk about it. Even when they say they're not going to talk about it, they're going to talk about it. It can be five years later and they'll bring it back up again. Amen, Walls. <laughs> but if you hurt a man, if he's hurt, if his, if, if, if his, if his ego is hurt, he will internalize that thing, and if he's not careful, if we're not careful, it will produce other bad things in our lives because we don't handle hurt the way women do. And there's more to that psychologically, psychologically, psychologically that I can talk about this morning. But, but when we look at someone else, and we want to judge them because of what they're doing. We have to remember we're not in their bodies. We haven't experienced what they've experienced. We don't know how they process things. So your challenge, the way, the, 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 your giant may be one thing. My giant may be another thing. But we all have giants that we will face in our lives. Difficult challenges, whether they are mental, whether they are physical, whether they are social, whether they are economical, whether they are spiritual. There are some things in life that come at us that we tend to handle okay. But there are other things that come at us that are very challenging, very frightening. Even now for Christians, we want to always quote, God did not give us a spirit of fear. No, he didn't. But if you're fearful, you got it. Deal with it. Get some help in dealing with it. Wherever it came, we know where it came from, but you got to deal with it. You know it didn't come from God. So you're walking around and you're trying not to be fearful when you are fearful. I know we have to confess those things that are not as though they were, but then you got to confess that to God. God, I know what your word said, but this thing, help me in this thing. Like the man said, I see, I believe, but help my unbelief. Oh God, I believe, Jesus, I believe what you're saying, but there's a part of me that's not believing. Help my unbelief. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have to acknowledge, we have to acknowledge that these things that are frightening, these things that are forbidable, these things that we don't know how to handle. You know, it's like the difference between a simple cold or sinus infection and COVID-19. A world of difference. You catch a cold, you can use some home remedies, you can eat garlic, boil garlic, do all of that stuff in the house. You go to the doctor, go to the, uh, uh, to the drugstore pharmacy and get some over-the-counter medicine or go to the doctor. COVID-19 takes much, much, much more. It's a big, big difference. Big, big difference. Big, big difference. 
In all situations, however, we need some help. We need help to overcome. In certain situations, we need extraordinary help. We need supernatural help. Mm. If you have not faced those certain situations yet, just keep on living. Keep on living. They're going to come to you. They will seek you out and find you. They will come skipping into your life, tap you on your shoulder and say, hello, I'm here. You weren't expecting them. But they show up. Show up. Show up. And the thing about it for Christians is that, that our Lord Jesus Christ was very clear on the fact that we're going to face these certain situations. In the world, you will have tribulations. Ooh. When you think of that word tribulation, sounds hard, sounds difficult. Tribulation. He didn't say you're going to have problems. He said you're going to have tribulations. Trials that bulate, that ambulate, that do something. You're going to have some difficult days in your life. You will be hated of all men for my name's sake. You will be persecuted in this life. You have an enemy, Satan, who's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. Yeah. So he lets us know that, that these things are going to come. And so we shouldn't walk around like, you know, I'm immune to this. This is not going to happen to me. Because you don't know. You can't see into tomorrow. You don't know what's down the road. You can't see it. Well, this passage of Scripture deals with this giant of a situation. But it also deals with the help that Israel received from the Almighty God, the Sovereign God, from Jehovah. In order to go through the situation and to come out victorious. And that's what we want to do. We want to go through. Well, we may not want to go through. <laughs> but if we're in it, <laughs> the better thing is to go through and come out victorious. Because that's probably the only thing you can do except give up and get killed in the midst of it. Or die in the midst of it. Okay? So in this situation with Goliath. And the armies of Israel running away from Goliath, fearful, scared. In comes David. Okay. Now, David is a type of Christ. Okay. A type of Savior. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, what and who you should focus on in this life is not the people around you. We can help some. However, there is an ultimate helper. His name is God, the Holy Spirit. Remember we talked about, you have to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You got to learn to talk to him. When you need help, it's okay to pray, Jesus, help me. But it's better to pray, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Holy Spirit, help me. It's better to talk directly to him. Because that is his work in this world. That is why he has been sent into this world to help us. Help us. Yeah. Remember what Jesus said, I'm going away. 
Where I'm going, you cannot come. However, I will not leave you helpless. I will send another helper. We pointed out the Greek word for that means another of the same kind, another of the same essence. Jesus was saying, I'm not sending you another helper like me in the flesh. All right? I'm sending you another helper like me in my divine essence. Because Jesus in the flesh could only be one place at one time. But Jesus in his divine essence, in his deity, is everywhere present all of the time. Amen. Even though he, he is seated in, at the right hand of God, he's still God. So when we use, sometimes we use these terms, we kind of interchange them. But he's here today in the person of Holy Spirit. Spirit of Christ, Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, same, same person. Okay? He's here in the presence and person of Holy Spirit, and he is everywhere present at the same time. So we want to look at this, and, uh, and, and I'm going to run through this now. So, so hopefully, pay attention, follow me. So as we look at this text, as this scripture, what do we learn from David that will help us when we face the giants in our lives? Because we're going to face them. I've faced many giants in my life. Thank God I'm still alive to tell the story. Thank God for his help in the process. Thank God for the victory. So the first thing we learn, pay attention, okay? Learn from your past experience that you, that you needed help with, okay? All of us have needed help along the way. Pay attention to the things that God is taking you through or that you're going through even if you don't know that is God taking you through. Pay attention because something you're going to learn out of this process and if you don't know it's God taking you through, eventually you're going to get the revelation. This, this has to be God. This has to be nobody but God. But pay attention to your past experiences. In the ordinary processes of life, as David was tending his father's sheep, he had to deal with a lion and a bear. And he killed both of them. Do you think it was David's natural strength? It wasn't his natural strength. David was just a boy. He was a handsome boy. Any good-looking people, you don't want to wrestle with a lion or a bear. Even if you get out of it, if you ain't good looking, if you get out of it, you don't want all those scratches in your face and on your body. Amen? Y'all looking at me strange. Don't look at me strange. The way you spend time in the mirror and all that makeup cream you use to process your, your beauty, to process... Your face. All the time, guys, we, 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 we put it in the gym, you know, trying to build a body that's like Mr. Universe, you know. You know, we don't want to be wrestling with a bad lion. But, 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 those, those, those situations in life, those giants of situations in life or like wrestling with a bear or a lion. Remember how you came through. 
You may not have been through what I've been through. I may not have been through what you've been through. But that, that, but you made it through. You are, pinch yourself, pinch yourself, pinch yourself. Are you alive today? You are alive today. You came through and you didn't come through in your own strength. It was a supernatural power of God. Yeah. yeah. Learn. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. David recognized this. David learned from these experiences not knowing that he was going to face Goliath one day. You cannot look into tomorrow. You can't see it. You can't see it. Somebody may prophesy over your life, and that prophecy may be a wonderful prophecy, but they will not prophesy about everything you're going to go through till you see the fulfillment of that prophecy. You're going to go through some things. What you're dealing with right now, young people, what you're learning right now, young adults, what you're learning right now is preparing you for what is to come in your life. It's preparing you. You know, something simple as me telling you that when I was a child, I just wanted to be a cattle farmer. I didn't know. You know, I would go and buy my little animals and fix my fence, and I would take care of my little animals like they were real. I didn't know God was preparing me to be a pastor of people one day. <laughs> you have to be particular in how you deal with people and their feelings and, you know, how you have to care for them and pray for them, even when you don't feel like praying. You know, you want to go to sleep, the Holy Ghost waking you up 3 o'clock in the morning with somebody on your mind and you want to sleep. You got to yield and pray. Is that right? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's preparing you. You've been through sickness. Some people have been through accidents. You, you've been through people persecuting you, lying on you. It wasn't intended to kill you. It was intended to prepare you for what is to come. Now, you don't need to be afraid of what is to come because you have a helper. He would, God was with David as he dealt with that bear, as he dealt with that lion, as he killed both of them to protect the sheep. David, not knowing that he was going to face Goliath one day, God is with us. Jesus said, I will never leave you, never forsake you. Is there a time in your life that the Lord has left you? There may be a time when you left the Lord, but God didn't leave you. He did not leave you. Think about growing up. I used to hear my mother when she was sick, and, and, and you know, and I mentioned this before back then, you know, she was watching, I, I, watch all robbers on Sunday morning. In the Baptist church, you didn't talk about healing now. If you got sick, you just may as well make up your dying bed. We would even sing the song, Jesus is going to make up my dying bed, because we were ready to die. We weren't, re we weren't being taught to be healed. Taught nothing about healing. The old preacher told me one time I prayed for healing. He said, son, he said, don't you pray that prayer anymore, because you don't know whether God's going to heal or not. But Jehovah Rapha is our healer. Amen. By stripes, we are healed. Amen. So, 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 so when we grew up, we weren't taught in the, but mama would watch when she was sick. And I would hear her praying on Sunday mornings, you know, and believe in God for situations. God was preparing me. 
Children, sometimes the things your parents go through is to prepare you for what is to come. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay attention. Don't live your life acting like that you have control of everything and because of your youth that you're going to do everything you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it. Amen. Don't think that, 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 that there are no consequences in your life. You know, it grieves my heart to hear of children dying from covert. It grieves my heart to hear of teenagers dying from covert. You know, we're quickly to say, well, they had some kind of underlying, underlying condition. Quick to say it. We don't know that. So don't think that you're invincible because you're young. Before COVID came along, young people died from cancer. Young people died in car accidents. Amen. Young people died from gunshot wounds. Amen. And they were not necessarily the ones that, that the bullet was intended for. But a bullet does not have a name on it. Don't think you're invincible. You're not invincible. Amen. But learn, pay attention to the things that the Lord allows you to go through in life. And it is the Lord that is allowing you. And when you come through, it is the Lord that has carried you through because he is your helper. Secondly, from what you have learned, keep your focus uh, or keep that as your focus as Goliath come into your life. So we're learning so that as I face different situations, and some of them will be like Goliath, amen, I've got to keep my focus on the God who brought me through, okay? Listen to David in verse 26 of this chapter. David, as, as, he, as he talks with the soldiers, David says, what will a man get for killing this Philistine, the Philistine, and, and, and ending his defiance of Israel. Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Pay attention to the words there. David's concern was not so much what he would get, but his concern was that this, this giant was being allowed to defy the armies of the living God. And if he's defying the armies of the living God, his defiance is against God. David, David's fire was burning inside of him because of his love for God and his knowledge of God. So many times we're spending time not paying attention to God. And when the enemy comes, we don't think about that he's defying the, 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 the living God. Listen, you are a child of God. When the enemy attacks you, he's attacking the Jesus in you, the Holy Ghost in you, the living God that you serve. Don't allow him to do it. Don't allow him to defy God. Where's your faith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just the people. But it was a God, the living God. There's no other true and living God. There are other gods, yeah. People make gods of stone, gods of wood. And they, they worship them, but they can't answer. They can't help them. They can't intercede for them. They can't intervene in situations. You remember Elijah? Elijah, 
on Mount Carmel? Yeah. He told those prophets of Baal, pray. Call on your God. Okay, let's build this altar. All right? And we're going we're gonna to put the wood on and sacrifice. Then you pray first. You go first. He was good. He'd give them the first chance. Call on your God. And they called on their God. They called on Baal from morning to noon. He didn't answer. Elijah mocked him. They called a little bit louder. Maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he took a trip. He might be in the Bahamas. Call him. <laughs> Call him louder. God still, they cut their wrists. They did everything they knew to do. But that God could not answer them. And I said, okay, now is my time. Let's tear down that altar. Pay attention to the words in Scripture. You see, when you grew up in life, you built some altars. Yeah, you built some altars. You may not have known you built them, but you built some altars. Some people still building altars, not to the living God, but they're building altars. You can't follow God because you're worshiping that thing. You can't do right by God because you're worshiping that thing or that person. You're building an altar. That person becomes more important to you than God. That thing becomes more important to you than God. Your personal self, your personal time may become more important to you than God. You're building an altar. He said, tear it down. Bring me 12 stones representing the tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel. Build an altar. Dig a trench around it. Put the wood. Put the sacrifice. Now bring 12 barrels of water. Let's soak this thing. Let's, let, 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 yeah, because this is the true God. This is the living God. Let God prove himself. Amen. You don't have to prove God. God can prove himself. You listen? You're in a situation that you can't handle. God can prove himself. But you got to believe God. Despite all odds, you got to believe God. Elijah prayed. Called on God. God rained down fire from heaven. Burn up the sacrifice. Burn the wood, the sacrifice. Burn the stones. When you ever heard fire burning stones? Burn the stones and lapped up the water that was in the trench around the stone. That's the God that we serve. All powerful God. That's the God we serve. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So you got to focus. As you're going through these life situations and as Goliaths come in your life, focus on this God that you have known, that you've seen bring you through trials, troubles, and tribulations before. He's the same God today as he was yesterday. He never changes. Never changes. If Holy Spirit lives in you, you have all of God. Oh, I love that. I love that in the teaching lesson because, you know, you got these people talking about you can get saved. Now you got to go back and you got to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What lies have been brought up in the church because of bad theology? How can you be saved, amen, and the Holy Spirit doesn't live in you? And why does he live in you partly? No, he comes to take up residence in you. You are indwelt, amen. He lives inside of you, not part of him, but all of him. And the wonderful thing about my God is that all of him can live in me and all of him can live in you at the same time. Hallelujah. All of his power can be vested in me and all of his power can be vested in you at the same time. That's the God that we serve. The God we can serve is right here in York, South Carolina. And he's in Australia. And he's in Liberia. And he's in Kenya. And he's in South Africa. He's in Pakistan. All at the same time. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Goliaths come in your life, don't focus on the Goliath. Mm -mm. David wasn't concerned about Goliath. David didn't listen to Goliath's words. He heard him, yeah, because he had an ear, but that wasn't his focus. The, uh, the other people were listening to what he, first of all, they were paying attention to what, what he looked like. They saw this man almost 12 feet tall. They probably had never seen, now this building, this, eight, this room is 18 feet tall. So six blocks down, that's how tall Goliath was. And they were paying attention to this giant. They were looking at him. They were listening to that words, and fear gripped them. David did not pay attention. When he came, he said, who is this man that would defy the armies of the living God? Because I don't care how big you are. I don't care how much power you think you have. I don't care how much money you think you have. There is a true and the living God who reigns supreme and reigns alone. He owns the wealth of the world. Amen. He has all power. Ooh. Don't focus on the Goliath. Focus on God. Focus on God. Yes, Goliaths will speak. They will. They will try to instill fear in you. They will. Amen. But focus on what you've learned from your past about the God that you serve. When I didn't know as much about God as I know today, when I was a teenager growing up, and that's the wonderful thing about talking to older people, who are in the Lord, you know? And I don't care how much I didn't learn in the Baptist church, I thank God for my foundation. Because I would spend time talking to old people. I talked to my grandmama, and she talked about when her husband died and what she had to go through and how God made a way. How God made a way. Yeah, yeah. Remember here another old lady said I was at the sink washing dishes and I got converted. Pastor had never talked about being converted, but that woman preached the gospel to me that day. And I started thinking about, Lord, I don't want to just join the church. I want to be converted. I tell you, the, the problem with the younger generations is that technology has your attention. You need to put something part of the problem, not all of it. Technology has your attention. You can spend hours texting people. Well, who are you texting? You're texting your friends. I was blessed last night. A little boy from, I don't know if he's supposed to have a Facebook page, but I'm going to tell it. <laughs> so one of the little boys from Dominican Republic texting, texting me last night. Had a long conversation with me. And this morning, as I was getting dressed, I got another message from him. I said, I'm preparing for church right now, Josue. I told his name. His uncle go hear it. I was going to tell him anyway because maybe he's not supposed to have a Facebook page, you know. But people don't take time to talk to older people. Very few. Very few because they're living their lives. And they're busy doing their own thing. And their lives are caught up in where they are in the moment, doing what they're doing and with their friends. Did I have friends? Yeah, but maybe the difference is back in that day. You couldn't get on the telephone. The telephone was not for children. It was for adults. 
So you couldn't call anybody. So your friends, you only saw them at school. You know, you could have gone to visit, but when I had opportunity to visit, I would visit some older people because I was learning and I was listening. I was paying attention. And I heard the testimonies about what God had done. And it encouraged me and it strengthened me. So that now as, I, as I'm growing up, I'm remembering what I heard. I'm remembering what I learned. And when I began to go through things, I remember that they said it was God that brought them through. And if God is the same yesterday and today and forevermore, and if he's no respect of persons, if God brought them through, what will he do for me? Oh, yeah. Lastly, face your Goliaths in the right name. In the right name. David, okay, first of all, names speak of authority. Speak of authority. So when David faces Goliath, okay, David says to Goliath, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the armies of heaven, Jehovah Sabbath. Sabaoth, or Sabaoth, however you want to pronounce it. David knew whose name to face Goliath in. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't going in his own name. He wasn't doing this under his own authority. He wasn't doing this to get fame for himself. He wasn't doing this to even to get the reward that Saul had promised. He was, he was, he was, he, the thing that burned David, the thing that, 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 that caused David such uh, uh, um, anger or ire in him was that Goliath had defied the God, the, the God of heaven, the God of the armies of heaven, who is the true and the living God. David wouldn't use Saul's armor. No, I, I haven't tried this. But you see, nobody else could get glory in this situation. Only God. Saul in his armor couldn't get glory in this situation. David didn't want glory in this situation. Only God. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of the armies of heaven. And God, this God, will give you into my hands. And I will feed your carcass. I mean, that, that, that's confidence. It's not self-confidence, but it's confidence in God. What kind of confidence do you have in God? You have one of those, well, maybe. Well, Lord, I hope. Is that the kind of confidence you have in God? Confidence you should have in God is, my God will deliver me. From this burning fiery furnace, O king. And even if he doesn't, I will not bow. Because he's still God. If he doesn't deliver me, he has a purpose in not delivering me. He still gets the glory. Amen. So I won't bow. David knew whose name to go in. So as you face your Goliaths in life, you got to remember whose name you're facing your Goliaths in. 
Face that sickness. Face that marital problem. Face that addiction in the name of the Lord of the armies of heaven. Hallelujah. He has all power in his hands. He can do what no other power in this world can do. There is no other name given. I know it's talking about Jesus right here, but when I was writing this down, I said, Lord, this fits right here. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. I tell you, if you're sick today, you need salvation from that sickness. If there's trouble in your house, you need salvation from that trouble. If there's trouble on your job, you need salvation from that trouble. And there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is our helper. Oh, yes, he is. He's our helper, saints. He, 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 oh, God. Hear the Lord Jesus Christ again say, I will not leave you helpless. We have not been left helpless. He said, I will come to you. I will be with you. I will be in you. This other help I'm sending you is not of another essence. It's not just like another man or another woman. This help I'm sending you is of my essence because he is of me. He is my spirit. I'm sending him. He's a helper. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, he's the same today as he was yesterday. Oh, yes, he never changes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This God is the same today as he was to David and Israel. Hallelujah. When he delivered Israel from these Philistines, amen, he will deliver you from your Philistine. He will deliver you from your giant. Oh, yes, he will. I don't care what that giant is. I don't care what you're facing. Somebody may be facing a giant right now, but I want you to know you got a helper. Oh, yes, you do. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. Are you listening? He's not a Johnny come lately. He's not five minutes late getting there. He's not 30 seconds late getting there. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. Oh, God, I thank you today. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, he helped Daniel in the lion's den. He helped the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. He helped Jeremiah when he was thrown in the dungeon and, and for proclaiming the word of the Lord. He helped Elijah against those 400 prophets of, of, of Baal and the 450 prophets of the grove. I don't care how many demons come against you. You've got a helper. Glory to the name of Jesus. You've got a helper who has all power in his hands. Yes, the devil is fighting. Yes, the devil is trying to destroy you. Yes, the devil wants to destroy your marriage. Yes, the devil want to take your children, but you have a helper. Access your helper. He even helped Daniel in the, I mean Jonah in the belly of a whale. You might be in the belly of the whale right now because of your disobedience, but God will help you in the belly of a whale. He will deliver you and give you another chance. Can somebody shout hallelujah in this house? Yeah, yeah, that's how you face your giants. That's how you face your giants. Learn from your experience. All of us have had experiences with the Lord. Learn, look back. Oh, yeah, that, I like that's how I look back. I look back over my life. Every time I look back, I think about something else. You know, you can't remember everything all of the time. And the older you get, some things you, you know, you just don't remember. But you got to take time and look back. <sighs> look back over your life. Learn from your experiences. And when you face Goliath, don't look at the Goliath. Remember what you learned and look at the God 
that you serve. And lastly, face Goliath in the name of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Face him in the name of the Lord of hosts. Now, of course, with all of this, you got to believe God. Bottom line. If you hadn't got to the point that you believe God, then you're going to miss a whole lot of this. That's why that experiential relationship with the Lord is so important. Don't just be a churchgoer. You know, I'm, I, I know people, they went to church. They went to Sunday school. And now they've forsaken the fellowship of believers. But they know they got an answer. And God is in their answer. They're always talk, quoting God. And I'm not judging them, but if you're going to quote God, then your lifestyle should kind of reflect God. And not just when you're in trouble. Right? I mean, you do everything you're big enough to do and never mention God. And call of us, call some of us, greet us with praise the Lord. How you doing? I say, oh, by God's grace, I'm doing well. And we're trying to honor God in every opportunity we have. Then you say we're super religious. Holy than thou. No, it's not that. I realize that if it were not for God, I wouldn't even wake up in the morning. If it were not for God, I wouldn't be able to lift my finger, not even my little one. People laughed at that man, Ty Tribbett, said I can't brush my teeth. But in essence, what the man was saying was the truth. Because you can't raise your hand to brush your teeth without God enabling you. So today, we're all going to face giants in our lives. How are you going to face them when they come? They're coming. Giants are coming. Some of us have faced some giants. Doesn't mean we're finished. Doesn't mean we're finished. How are we going to face them? Always remember what the Lord has brought you through. What you learned in the process. Remember that. And when the giants show up, don't focus on the giant. You might be about to lose everything you have. Don't focus on your, on your financial distress. You say, Bishop, that's hard to do. Focus on God. I know that's illogical to the natural, carnal mind, human mind. But you're already in a situation now. So the more you focus on your problem, the worse it's going to get in your mind. Lift up your heads. Oh, ye gates. And be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. 
Oh, who is the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. God, I need help right now. Holy Ghost, I'm about to go under. I don't know what to do. And looking at this situation is not changing a thing. I need you to be the Lord who's mighty in battle right now. You see what I'm saying? Focus on the God who's brought you through before, who's brought your mama through and your daddy through, who's brought the other saints through. Focus on him. And now confront that giant in the name of the Lord of hosts. And watch God. God delivered Goliath into David's hands with two small stones, and a, well, one stone and a slingshot. It's illogical. It doesn't make sense. Just like me saying, if you're about to lose everything you have, don't focus on your financial situation. Focus on God. God's going to help you get things right. God's going to help you turn things around. God's going to send somebody in your situation that's going to teach you how to manage money so the next time you get, you get some money, you know how to use it. Focus on God. I'm not teaching irresponsibility. Helping to see what our God is able to do. Because the more you focus on that problem, the deeper down you're going. Face it in his name. Call his name. Know he'll bring you through. Against all odds, you might go in the fire, but God can take the heat out of the flames. He can put the lion asleep. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Facing, the, dealing with the, the, the giants, the Goliaths that we will face in our lives. Maybe there's someone this morning who, I hope you've been blessed through this message, I pray that it has blessed you. I'll tell you, four o'clock this morning, I wasn't preaching this. Four o'clock this morning, I was like, Lord, I don't even want to get out of bed today. Let me go in my archives, pull out a sermon. Holy Ghost said, no, 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 no. I got a word to deliver to your people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Show me again that when I'm, when I'm weak, when I'm, when I'm going through, when I'm tired, that all I need to do is present myself. Oh, my God. Holy Ghost said, if you get up and start writing, I'll speak. I got up and I went to the table and I started writing. Holy Ghost said, if you stand in the pulpit, I'll give you strength. Are you hearing me? Faith is not faith if you're not going to do anything with it. You got to present yourself. You got to obey. Sometimes when you don't feel like obeying, just obey anyhow. Don't be rebellious. Just say, yes, Lord. God will give you grace. So maybe there's someone this morning. 
you're going through some very tough times, things you have not faced before. This is a, this is a, a, a path you've not walked before. You're facing a giant. It's scaring you. You want to have faith, and you have faith today, and you're scared tomorrow. Just be honest. God wants you to look at this from a different perspective. Goliaths are going to come, but I can give victory. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? I can keep on preaching because I thought about something else. David had to go to the battle line. David had to put the rock. David had to trust God enough that he's standing here against this almost 12-foot-tall man that's strong. I mean, he got muscles that look like a 55-gallon drum. And here this little boy. And he had to trust God enough to go to the brook and get two smooth stones. The Holy Spirit is speaking and guiding him in all of this. Pull out this little slingshot and put it in there. And God guided that stone to the right spot. Don't tell me God can't do it. So if there is somebody here that, that, that you just, you, you need strength. You need help in the midst of what you're going through. I want to pray for you. You can stand right where you are. Or you can stand in the stead for someone that you know that's battling some things that are difficult in their lives. And as we pray, we're going to believe God to strengthen them. believe them to lift their eyes to the Lord away from the situation away from the circumstance away from the giant put their eyes back on God as we're praying today we want to extend the invitation for that person to that person who doesn't know Jesus you don't know this God that we're talking about but you can know him. He knows you. He knows the number of hairs that's on your head. He's been reaching to you to pull you to him because he knows you're not going to make it without him in your life. If you're not saved today, we're going to pray with you right now. Then we're going to move into the prayer uh, for, uh, for the people. Because you too need help in your situation. Our first prayer will be a prayer of repentance. As we stand today touching and agreeing in this sanctuary. For that person who, if you're listening online, uh, write to us afterwards. Let us know of the decision that you've made. So we can follow up with you. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save 
myself. But Lord Jesus, you died on the cross to save me from my sin. You satisfied God's law on my behalf that required death for sin. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I submit to you today. I believe that you've done just that. As I receive you as my Savior and my Lord, I thank you for salvation. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.